Welcome to The Workman's Table, a podcast all about learning and understanding biblical truths with the Great Shepherd's guidance. Here's your host, Eric Carpenter. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of The Workman's Table podcast. As always, I hope that this uh, episode finds you doing well and that you're learning and growing in His grace and mercy and you are applying what you learned on a day-to-day basis uh, as he guides you and directs you in your life. Before I proceed, I do like to give the email address for this podcast. It is theworkmanstable at gmail.com. Once again, that's theworkmanstable at gmail.com. If there's any comments or topics you'd like to discuss, just send an email, and uh, your topic could end up on a future podcast uh, You know, sometime in the future. So the theme of today's podcast uh, is going to be about when we read there are some scriptures we want to go over where Yahushua was able to perceive the thoughts of those that were around him. And so what we really want to focus on is if obviously we know that Yahushua knows what's in our hearts and in our minds, we certainly need to take heed and or take note about what should come out and what should be involved in our minds and in our hearts, what should what should be there, what should be present. And we're going to go over several scriptures after we find out uh, how Yahushua perceived people's thoughts around him. We're going to go over a few verses there. And then we're going to learn, you know, uh, things like out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and uh, the heart is desperately wicked and uh, things like whoever hates his brother without cause. We're going to go over some of those topics that are that Yahushua spoke about, things that come from a man's heart. And so when he's able to perceive our thoughts, he knows what's there. So we should really take care to make sure that we're reading and praying in his word and being submissive to his will every day so that his Holy Spirit can guide us into truth and righteousness and purity and not obviously, you know, things that are evil and perverse and and, and uh, vile. So, if we go to Luke uh, chapter five verse twenty-two, we'll get the first verse that we're going to discuss uh, that talks about how Yahushua perceived her thoughts. It says in Luke five twenty-two, but when Yahushua perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, "Why are you reasoning in your hearts?" So he could hear and know and perceive what they were thinking. They weren't saying anything out loud, but they were reasoning within their hearts because he perceived their thoughts. So he knows what we're thinking. Luke 6, chapter chapter 6, verse 8. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood again. He knew their thoughts. He could, he could see them, or perceive them, I should say. He could hear what they were saying within their own mind. If you also go to Genesis uh, chapter 18, uh, Yahuwah, when he had come down uh, to visit Abraham at the uh, Terebinth tree uh, at Mamre, um, you know, he, he had told Abraham that he was going to bless Sarah with a child. And she was in the tent door behind Abraham. And she was laughing within her heart because she was saying, you know, how can I have a child when I'm past childbearing years? Kind of paraphrasing that, but I'd encourage you to go 
and take a look at that because then Yahushua says, or Yahuwah says, why is Sarah laughing? And he speaks to her and she says, I wasn't laughing. He says, oh, but you did. So he could hear her laughing. He knew her thoughts. He knew what she was thinking uh, as he, he was conversing, talking with Abraham. So that's another, uh, that's an Old Testament reference there of Yahushua knowing our thoughts. Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, if we go there, uh, it says in Matthew 12, 25, But Yahushua knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So again, he knew their thoughts. And so he addressed them when they were thinking certain things and uh, basically uh, held them accountable for what they were thinking. Go to John chapter 2, verse 23 through 25. John chapter 2. It says uh, in verse verses 23 through 25, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. But Yahushua did not commit himself to them, because he knew all men, and had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. So this tells you how much he knows about us. Now, folks, we got to understand, he created us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, as his word says. So, as an all-knowing all-powerful creator we are foolish to think that he doesn't know what we think and, 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 and what we say within our hearts you know we don't even have to utter a word verbally he already knows what's in our hearts so we are need to at times got to be careful in, even when we pray I know there's been times where I've prayed and certain things are running through my mind but that's not exactly what I prayed so we need to be honest with him at all times. And, and if there's thoughts that, you know, are contrary to what we're praying just because we're trying to find the words, just be honest with him. I, I need to work on that myself. We need to be honest with him and say, Father, you know what I'm thinking. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but I ask that you'd help me to say what you need me to say so that we can be reverent and respectful of him when we're in his presence and praying and bowing down before him. So we've laid the foundation that we know that Yahushua knows and perceives our, our thoughts. He knows what's in our hearts and our minds. So we need to go through here and look at what should not be and what should be in our hearts and in, in our minds. Um, so let's go and look at some of these verses here that, that tell us what should and should not be um, in the heart and the mind. So let's go to Matthew chapter 12, 34 through 35. Matthew chapter 12, 34 through 35. It says, Brood of vipers, this is Yahushua speaking, How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So he, he breaks it down very simplistically. If you're evil... Evil things come. If you're good, good things come out of the good treasure. But it's out of his heart. And so, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we can tell by when someone speaks 
If they're using uh, foul language, if they make fun of people, if they put down people, if they slander or gossip, if they um, are busybodies or anything like that, I should say, uh, then we need to be careful and stay away from them and, and, and take note of how they speak. And of course, if they're amongst us as believers, then we need to definitely hold them accountable and, and approach them and say, look, Yahushua tells us that we should not uh, be saying these things. Uh, you know, Ephesians 4.29, if I remember the verse correctly, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. So we need to be careful what we say and how we say it and when we say it, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, let's read 18 through uh, 20. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And so, again, he's using an analogy to help us understand and to know what to look for when we're conversing with other people or we're interacting with other people. He's using the analogy of a tree. And a good tree will bear good fruit, not bad fruit. And a bad tree will not bear good fruit, but only bad fruit. So we'll know them by their actions. Fruit is really a kind of an adjective, I believe, for actions, what they do. So if you see what they do, if it's good, then you know they're a good tree, so to speak, or that you know what's coming out of the abundance of the heart. They are being led by the Father and His Son. But if they're bearing bad fruit, then you know. They're not being led of the Holy Spirit. They're not being led of the Father and, and His Son. So we should take note and be careful how we interact. Let's go to Second Peter 2, and let's read verses 4 through 11. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 11. For if Elohim did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the unrighteous, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live unrighteous, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then Yahuwah knows how to deliver the, the righteous out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels, who are a greater in power and might, do not bring a reviling, a reviling accusation against them before Yahuwah. That's a lot to, to consider there, but what uh, kind of stuck out to me, or what has stood out to me, uh, stood out to me, I should say, not stuck out, but uh, stood out to me, uh, and it's been a while that th this portion of Scripture has stood out to me where it says, you know, when they walk according uh, to the flesh, in the lust of the uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. 
That's what really caught my attention. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. How many, and I was guilty of it in times past, especially if you're caught up in politics and you're for a certain side, be it, uh, you know, in the United States, it's on the left or the right, so to speak, or you could be in the middle. Uh, But regardless of which position you take, you end up bringing, uh, you know, you speak evil, you make fun of, you tease, you you belittle, you... uh, maybe even make fun of, cat, call names. You're just vicious towards the person that's in power, the president, or even the senators and uh, Congress people, the representatives. Uh, and I was guilty in the past of making fun of them, uh, calling them out, you know, speaking evil of them. And this right here definitely speaks against doing that, you know, because... They despised authority. So if we were despising authority, we're walking according to the flesh. We're not walking according to the Spirit. Because what did Yahushua say before Pilate? He says, no authority is granted except that which comes from above. So if we're speaking evil of dignitaries. Now, granted, there are dignitaries out there who are evil or do things that are less than desirable or things like that. Does that, as a believer, give you uh, the liberty to speak evil of them or to uh, despise them? No, because the, his word says that we're not supposed to. So this should definitely convict any of us that are behaving in a manner that is a contrary to his word, because all authority is granted for him, and we should be respecting the authority regardless of what occurs of what, or what they do. We need to be respectful and reverent to them because that authority has been granted by Yahuwah, period. And so that's a a very stern warning, a very stern uh, alert. We need to be careful how we're we're acting towards dignitaries. But it mentions other things, lust of uncleanness um, and, and filthy conduct, things of that nature. That's speaking and showing who these people are. And we certainly do not want to be a part of those types of individuals. We do not want to join them in their depravity or their filthiness. Um, let's go to Jeremiah 17.9. And this verse really hits between the eyes. It says in Jeremiah 17.9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now the question says who can know it. We certainly have already found out who knows it. And we know that Yahushua does because he perceives our thoughts and what comes from our heart and mind. <laughs> So it's the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So we, and what does it say in Proverbs? Do not lean on your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct, he shall direct your paths. So if we want to lean on our own understanding or, or try to trust our heart, do not do it. We cannot do it. We should not do it. We're told, commanded not to do it. So we should know and understand, do not do so at any cost, at any time, because it's just going to lead us to destruction down the road. That's the end result. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5 is the next one we're going to look at. Matthew chapter 5, 21 through 24. Matthew 5, 21 through 24. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. 
but whoever says you fools shall be in danger of hell fire. If you read a little further in verse 23, and I think I might just read to 26. 23 says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary quickly deliver you to the judge. The judge hands you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. So that hatred, uh, and if we hate our brother without a cause and or angry with him, you know, now the word does say that we can be angry and sin not. So we need to make sure that our angry, that our anger is, is confined, it's controlled, and, and it's in the right context. We cannot uh, be angry in an unrighteous manner. Uh, we need to be careful. We need to be in submission to the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son and their direction uh, because hatred uh, then leads to murder. You know, if you do not get it, uh, do, if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to remove that hatred from your heart and, and replace it with love and forgiveness uh, and gentleness and kindness, Father. So anyhow, we, he gives us uh, very clear instructions. Uh, we shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But whoever's angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And, it, you know, of course, whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of counsel, but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of herald fire. So, you know, leave your, bring your gift. If you bring your gift to the altar and therefore remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come in and offer your gift. And agree with your adversary quickly while you're on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Surely I say to you, you by, will by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. Uh, it, it, those words had to be read again. It's just they're powerful. We certainly, those are words to live by, and there's, it's a stern warning. Uh, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, as he said, the mouth speaks. So if we've got hatred uh, or if we're angry towards our brother, so to speak, it, well, it, this verse says anger, not hatred, but I would say, you know, anger in the wrong manner would be, would be hand in hand with a hatred. But let's just stick with what the scripture says. Yahushua says, if you're angry with your brother without a cause. So let's, let's keep it uh, in the context there. Sorry. But if I, you know, he says, if you're angry with your brother without a cause, you should be in danger of, of judgment. So we need to take heed and, and be careful as to what we do and how we interact with our brothers and sisters in, in Yahushua. And, of course, not just those in, in, in Yahushua, but also those who, who are not believers. We need to treat them the same way. And because Yahushua said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another, or that you have love for one another, I should say, or something along those lines. I might be paraphrasing, but I think you know, look it up, you know, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. If you just start with that phrase in Google, it'll bring it right up. So let's go to Psalm 34, and so let's look at the next verse here, Psalm 34, 13 through 14. And here's some more instructions. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. This is how you can become a good tree that will bear good fruit. And then the abundance of your heart will bring forth peace 
and you will do be doing good. But you cannot do that. As, as, as Yahushua says, I believe in John chapter 15, it starts in verse 1 where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. For without me, you can do nothing. I think it ends like a, maybe in the next verse or something like that. It is impossible to do anything apart from him. So if we want to do good apart from him, it's not possible. Anything that we do that is righteous and set apart is by him and for him. And it's by his grace and mercy and the in he author and perfects our faith anyways, as it says in Hebrews. So without him, we can't do it. So that's why we need to be in submission to him at all times. We all do. And I need to learn that, too, because there's times where I haven't and I mess things up and I sin. And that's wrong of me. All right, let's read the last verse here. And it's in First Peter. Um let me pull it up here. First Peter uh, 20. And I might be reading more than that verse there, um, but let me check here. First uh, Peter 2, 20. Nope, just first Peter chapter 2, verse 20. First Peter chapter 2, verse 20. For what credit is it if, when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before Elohim. I'm going to go further because I believe the, 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 I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to say this as well. Um, for to this you were called, because I'm reading verse 21. For to this you were called, because Hamashiach also suffered for us, leaving us for an example, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. Remember, I, we spoke uh, a little while ago about reviling accusations against dignitaries. So he's the king and he was reviled. And it says here, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. That was to his father. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By those stripes you were healed. And that's referencing Isaiah 53, 5, if I'm not mistaken. By his stripes we were healed. Number, verse, 25, uh, verse 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So there was no deceit in his mouth. And he was reviled, but not, did not revile in return. What did he do? He blessed those that persecuted him. And he prayed for those that uh, spitefully used him and, and did wrong to him and harmed him. He did good to those who did wrong to him. And that's the example that he gave to us. And that's the example that we're to follow. And Yahushua, without question, was a good tree that bare good fruit because the Father did his will through him. And he said, I'm about my father's business, even as a young lad. And he bore good fruit uh, for the kingdom. He showed us as an example what we were supposed to do. And he, of course, is that tree of life that is spoken of in Scripture and Revelation and, of course, in uh, Genesis. And so we need to conduct ourselves in a manner that he, in the same manner that he did. So because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to be careful. Since we know that he perceives and knows what's in our heart and in our mind, even when we don't speak it, but speak it within ourselves, he hears it. And so we should take care to be careful 
what we do, what we say, how we say it, when we say it. Sometimes it's good to keep our mouths quiet. Uh, and of course, the thoughts should be quiet too. So, and it's a constant battle. As Paul wrote in Ephesians 5.16, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and uh, the powers of the air. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's a spiritual battle. And so there's going to be thoughts that come to our mind, oftentimes from unclean spirits or demonic influences or demonic forces that try to bombard our hearts and our minds. We have to put on his full armor. Uh, we have to put on Elohim's full armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of truth. And we also need to gird ourselves with the belt and the, and the sandals. I think the sandals of peace, if I remember correctly. So we need to be prepared for battle because it is a battle. It's, it's something that goes day in and day out. And all of us as believers are not immune to being attacked. But if we're not in his word and being led by his Holy Spirit, okay, and we're not submitting to the Father and the Son and his Holy Spirit, if we're not submitting, then out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth will speak. We will not bear good fruit, but we'll bear bad fruit. And of course, a tree that bears bad fruit will be cut off and cast down and cast out to be burned and we don't want to end up in that position so i encourage you all these verses that we've covered today or that i've covered today i encourage you to go over them look over them meditate them pray about them and, and continue on in them and until next time study to show thyself approved Thanks for joining us today for this episode of The Workman's Table.